Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And we are back for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. My name is Derek Diamond. And we have a guest this evening. Uh, he is from the Play Retro Show, which is also another retro gaming podcast that you should be listening to. And he's also part of Film Sack. It is Mr. Brian Dunaway. Oh, hi, Jason and Derek. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Doing great. Yeah, I saw Other you than... guys had my cohort on a, a oh, yeah. few weeks back, Scott yeah. Johnson of Play Retro, yes. Retro Gaming Podcast. Yes. Last time he was here, we talked about our, um, what did we do? Our top platformers? Top five platformers. Yes. That's that's right. Top five. Oh, by the way, before I forget, happy uh, happy Sega Saturn uh, release day, May the 11th, oh, yeah. 1995, yep. uh, to roughly, was that 27 years ago? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Also today yeah, is yeah. Uh, Leroy Jenkins Day. What? Uh, yeah, like eighteen years ago, seventeen years ago. That's true. Look at this. Look at that Sega Saturn. You see how this fly oh. by this in? There's my Sega Saturn. It's been running all afternoon, waiting for me to show it some love. I just got a Sega Saturn uh, a couple of weeks ago. A um, friend of mine gave me just the console that he had. Yes. So yes. I have to find all the hookups for it so I can <laughs> Dude, actually see if it works. This was. My exact same deal. I went to Ohio. I live in South Carolina. We picked up. Uh, we was we saw a retro game store up there. By the way, it's called GameSwap. Great guys, love them up there. Uh, picked up a Sega Saturn for about uh, one fifty. Uh, so bad. I wouldn't at all. shut up. I wouldn't shut up about it. I wouldn't shut up. About it. it has all the cables <laughs> and everything. No games. But I came home and I asked on my on the on the uh, community that we have that we've been growing for 
15 plus years, I said, hey, well, what should be my first Sega Saturn game? And a very generous community member said, I'll send you a few. I live in Atlanta. It arrived today. So I've got, I've got several choose. I got Doom, Tomb Raider, Daytona, uh, Virtua Cop, and a couple mm. other games I can't wait to try out. So nice. I'm very stoked. But I'm still <laughs> That's awesome. Right now. Yeah, you got some good options. Yeah. 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 Have you done this, Jason? Have you turned on the little screensaver? Turn no, on the music? I, I still got to get all the hookups and everything for it so I can actually see if it works. Yeah, throw, throw, throw that little hookup in there, throw a music CD in there, and you can watch that little spaceship go by as you listen <laughs> That's to some awesome. sweet 90s music CDs. I know oh, you have yeah. tons of. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we, we, had you, we have you on because uh, you're part of the Play Retro Show, and you are a retro gamer. You do a lot of streams mm-hmm. doing yes. retro games over at, uh, you can follow you at twitch.tv slash, is it the Brian Dunaway? Nope, it's just Brian Dunaway okay. on Twitch. On Twitter, it's the Brian Dunaway. There's another Brian Dunaway out there. He's a copyright person. He won't give it to me. <laughs> Whatever. Damn but, him. Yeah, just, uh, you're right, right? It's B-R-I, so it's Bri. Uh, it's, so it's Brian Dunaway on Twitch. And, uh, yes, I do. I stream uh, Monday through Friday, most days, 6 p.m. Eastern time. I know you guys are central, so it's a little earlier for you, so that's not too bad, right? Five, you getting home from work or doing yeah, whatever you're doing? Bad. Yeah, I, I try yeah. to catch your streams when I can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see you. And uh, last time I, I talked to you was, it's been a couple years, because uh, last time I talked to you, I think, was for the Pop Culture Palette podcast. We had you on to talk about comics coast to coast. That's right. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that in a minute. I used to do a podcast called Comics Coast to Coast, where I interviewed uh, web cartoonists and cartoonists of, and illustrators of all backgrounds. And we retired that show. I, I don't know how many years ago now, but it was, that was a really good run. Gave me an opportunity to learn how to do interviews. Mm. Uh, it, I did that from, I think 2008, it went a little over 10 years. So loved wow. it. Had a great time. Great archive to go back through, talk to people from syndicated cartoonists to web cartoonists to, to animators, you name it. It was so much fun. Yeah, that was a great show. I was sad when that went yeah. away. <laughs> I was sad too, but I was like, you know what? It's good because it was starting to get a little bit harder in the in the web comic scene to really get anybody that everybody knew of. You know what I mean? It was hard to get any traction because it was it's so niche, niche, however you want to say it. <laughs> it was segmented, you know, so that you could only you'd say hey, only like ten people are listening. Why? Because nobody knows who this guy is. <laughs> I loved it. Was, uh, but it was tonight, it was my passion. for our show, we had you on, and we're going to talk about our top five beat-em-ups. But first, yeah. we have a little bit of news to talk about. Would you like to do some news with us for this evening? Absolutely. Give me some news. Give me some good gaming retro news. I want to hear it. Here we go. Today's stories were submitted to us by Armez Jackson and Donner, Party of Five. If you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And this is a pretty interesting story from mynintendonews.com. From Japan, the Nintendo Switch has now outsold the Nintendo 3DS. Despite being five years old, the Nintendo Switch continues to sell well each week in the land of the rising sun. With Nintendo's competition or competitors, Sony and Microsoft, struggling to gain a substantial foothold in the ever-changing Japanese gaming market, which is dominated by mobile gaming. David Gibson has revealed 
that the Nintendo Switch family has now outsold the Nintendo 3DS, selling 24.6 million units so far in Japan alone. Um, wow. Let's see, the uh, popular Nintendo DS system shifted 32.86 million, so the Switch um, has a way to go yet. Uh, to surpass the original DS, but for the 3DS, it has been surpassed. Nice. I'm excited for uh, Nintendo to get more money. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> my money. Yeah. Dur during the beginning of the pandemic, <clears throat> uh, I'll tell you one thing that really spurred this. During the beginning of the pandemic, uh, which hopefully we'll, we're not going to talk about much longer, uh, is... I, I had I had a switch uh, for my TV, which is the full switch, and then I purchased one, two, three, three switch lights so that we could all play Animal Crossing. It was the perfect <laughs> matching of oh my god, we're stuck inside, and here's a cool game. That game could not have come out at a better yeah. time for it was right. perfect. Not only Nintendo's pocketbook, but uh, but for people's yeah. sanity as well. Yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're still selling them. And I'm 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 kind of curious to see some real hard numbers because I know it's a little fanfare. The OLED version released what last year sometime, mm -hmm. and I I see people were kind of lukewarm towards like I don't know, do I really need an OLED? I mean, people who are using the lights are out. They don't really care that much about the high definition. And people who are plugging into a TV, what do you need one for? You just docking it. So what's, what's yeah. the point of the OLED? So um, yeah, curious to see where I'm curious to see what pushed them over. I'm also curious to see how long the Switch's run is going to go. Because yeah, we haven't right. heard anything about a successor. Yeah. And it, it very well could, you know, within the next year or two, if it's still going past the original DS. Because yeah, I've mentioned this a couple of times on the show, but the DS and the 3DS, I think, still haven't got the credit they deserve because it's a great, a great console. I just broke out my 3DS, you know, the other day. And it, it's it still runs great. I love it. It's got games. some great games for it. It's got a good virtual console. Mm -hmm. And uh, but is the I'm trying to keep up with all this because I've I've really dug in deep with the retro stuff this year. So I've almost totally ignored all their news. Is the the DS store or the 3DS store is that completely gone away now? I have a 2DS, and I I, I occasionally launch it. I have a bunch of games for it. But I, I it wasn't it, were they like shutting down shut the different down stores like this month or later? I think you yeah. have until you can actually load money into the right. account up until like the end of this month. But you have till later this year before the the store actually shuts down. Right. I think you're Which right. I'll, I'll look that up real quick. What? But that's amazing. Think about it. I mean, look how long they supported that thing. I know. And here we are on the Switch. How long are they going to support this thing? Do they even have a next plan? I don't know, Nintendo. What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know what their next console could possibly be. I mean, right? because they're always kind of on the, the like, they're not Microsoft. They're not Sony. They don't have just a console, and that's it. And that's right. what you get right. as a console. N Nintendo's always kind of got that weird, here's, what, we here's what, what weird thing we're doing over here. Yeah, yeah. It's and... a nightmare right now to try to think about supply chains right now oh, that's mm -hmm. another thing I, yep. I mean the whole supply chain thing and then uh, with the pandemic for you know with the launch of the ps5 and the, and the xbox yep. series s and x like i feel like this console generation like this new next gen is kind of a not i don't know it's kind of a lost generation i feel like 
Yeah, and before this generation started, we were all talking a lot about, well, will we even have consoles? Or will it all be done through small, tiny boxes that everything is cloud gaming? That was the question. What's the next step? Are we going back to cloud gaming? My money is on Nintendo is coming out with uh, the new uh, Nintendo Virtual Boy 2. I figure, yeah, I figure that's about the only, uh, for the unimaginative like me, that's all I can imagine. It's like, well, what's the next step? I mean, you've got portability and dockability. What else you got? I mean, you know, uh, VR? But are they still stinging from the VR, from well, the virtual Derek boy, you have think? talked about this numerous times that I feel like if anybody is going to come yeah. out with a virtual reality device that's going to just put the, the world on its ass, it's going right. to be Nintendo. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I would trust Nintendo. I have an Oculus Quest and, well, Facebook, whatever, Meta, whatever you call it now. I have the, I have the Meta 2, whatever that thing is. <laughs> uh, and I just, I feel dirty every time I put it on. <laughs> so I'm like, I know nobody trusts me, I, Facebook. I mean, they're trying yeah. to do the Metaverse thing and with all that and the Oculus. I love the equipment. I love the equipment. Equipment is awesome. What it can do, the price point, everything is perfect except the part where I have to sell my soul. Yeah, I don't, don't like want to deal with Facebook. I just don't. Yeah. I'll sell my soul yeah. to Nintendo all day, every day, and I don't know why. Uh, you know, right. they're just right. as, at least Nintendo has you know never tried to bring I, down democracy. <laughs> yeah, I have I have the same feeling about Nintendo as I have about Apple, and this is just personal opinion. I feel like that that uh, that they want to keep my information to themselves. They don't want to share it at all. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. no, nah, we're keeping this information for ourselves. Not to say that they don't do it. I'm just saying there's more of a culture of, nah, these are our customers, no sharesies, yeah. unlike other places. Yeah. yeah. I think Nintendo is going VR just because uh, you know they want to redeem themselves from the Virtual Boy. Yeah, they got to, right? Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> it's stuck in their craw since it's happened, so I, I think they've yeah. got to try and redeem themselves. And it's but... been 25 years. I mean, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I kind of wish... I really hate that the Wii U didn't uh, didn't get more love because I really felt like that I really enjoyed. I liked having a little handheld console that I could walk around the house with. Uh, and, you know, it was also a full station that I, I just loved the Wii U for some stupid reason. It was just it was neat. I neat. never it, had one. It, it was pretty much the prototype for the Switch. Yeah, that's what I exactly. felt like, you know, looking back at it in retrospective. But uh, to answer what we were talking about with the virtual console for the 3DS, uh, credit card payment support ends May 23rd of this year. Okay. okay. Uh, Very soon. eShop e <laughs> cards will, you can't redeem those after August 29th of this year. Right. But the actual store won't shut down until March of 2023. Okay. Okay. So you still so, got time. I, st I, st I started reading the impact and stuff. And then I realized I don't really care too much because almost all I didn't buy any really buy digital games too much in the 2DS era. I mostly bought I was still doing physical medium, so I don't think anything's going to affect me as far as I know. Yeah, so, I still try yeah. to go as physical uh, games as often as I can, right? Just for that especially with retro, reason. <laughs> especially <laughs> with the retro stuff, right? And I yeah, I, so I got a question for you guys: Are you guys? Are you, do you guys consider yourselves like me, where I'm like, I'm a gamer first, and by far, not really a collector. I have I have a several games on each console, maybe 10 to 12, 
And that's about it. I'm not looking for any complete collections. I'm not too concerned about um, it. I'm that way with most of my... I have most consoles. The only ones right. I'm missing are like the original Xbox and... You know, an ex, my, I gave my Xbox 360 away to one of my nephews, and but I still have yes. all my old consoles, Super Nintendo. But for the Nintendo, I would love to have a full collection of every single Nintendo game, just because I just love that yeah. system so much. Yeah, yeah. That 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 scares me. Go ahead, Derek. <laughs> uh, for me, it's uh, I, I want to have complete collections of certain franchises like ah, the, okay. the two you see behind me, Zelda and Sonic, oh, uh, yes. and Mar- Mario as well. Uh, right. Eventually, I'd like to have a copy physically of all those games, but yeah. I, I'm I'm not outside of that. I'm not too much of a completist. Right. Perfect. That's a good way to put it, Derek. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a completist either. I just but I'm with you. I'm like certain franchises. I find it interesting because when I've started doing this retro thing, uh, I started having people in the community donate things uh, to me so I could review them and that type of thing. And it's interesting when they send me like a whole collection, like. I got a Game Boy Color, and and Robin from Texas sent me the Game Boy Color and all the games she had, and she had several Zelda games, and it was just interesting to see the collection more than going. I wish I had every Game Boy Color, yeah, game. <laughs> I'm like, ah, eh, that'd be nice and all, but I think I enjoy better looking at this and going, wow, Robin was really into you know X, and it was uh, it's just really fascinating to me. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. Let's see. Our next story comes to us from our favorite site, NintendoLife.com. Fans have created their own Metroid 64, and it looks incredible. The Metroid series famously skipped the Nintendo 64 back in the 90s. The lost game Metroid 64 was never in development, with Super Metroid director Yoshio Sakamoto saying that he couldn't imagine how Samus would move around a 3D environment with the N64 controller, which we'll get to the controller here in a second. Uh, We only ever got to see and play as Samus in the very first Super Smash Brothers on the console, and that just feels wrong. Uh, Let's see. Twitter user Luto Aquino has shared footage of his vision for Metroid 64, which was created using Unity 3D. Using a third-person perspective, you can see Samus running around a purplish cave area, shooting at small blocks with her arm cannon. And there's a link to the video uh, on the article as well. Uh, Brian, did you hear about this? I have not heard about that, but I have been doing some Metroid homework, (laughs) and I also have my N64 here. That's that's kind of a Pokemon yellow. I don't think it was official, but yeah, I I hate this controller, but I also love (laughs) it. That is the worst controller ever (laughs) made for any console. It's it's up there. If you you don't know what it is, it's got that you, you can hold it in a couple of different ways, and one way you can use the analog thumbstick, which is brutal on your thumb and it's just way stiff and uncomfortable but yeah uh i didn't know about this 64 thing they were doing i do know about several uh fan-made metroid projects uh was it uh, another metroid am i forget anyway people been doing this for a while uh their little homages to this i'm kind of surprised nintendo hasn't put a slap on them is this is this something that I'm sure Nintendo they will? Is... Yeah, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it's coming. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, yeah I, they usually wait. They usually wait until you've completed it. Yeah, and then I don't they know why they down. do that. <laughs> if you can announce that you're developing it, that you're doing all kinds of stuff, you've got plans. You can look at Nintendo and say, "Look what I'm doing," and they're just kind of like, "Ah, whatever." And then as soon as you go, here's something for people to download. They go smack, and they and they just knock it down. That's what Nintendo does. I think that's on I do purpose. I think they do that on purpose so that people won't go through 
making entire games and then get right. smacked down. <laughs> what a what a turd company it is sometimes. <laughs> but but we, I, I, you know, I I love it's one same thing. You know, I I love hate this controller and I love hate Nintendo. Exactly, so. that's how we yeah. are on this. People accuse us of being. Nintendo apologists, but we right. rail on Nintendo as often as we praise them. It's it's hard to look. They're still around. <laughs> I love I love I loved Sega way more than I love Nintendo, and Sega made decisions and they ended up going bye bye for mm-hmm. the most part. And so, uh, and that makes me sad. And I wish they kind of had a fault, maybe a little different fight, and maybe been a little bit bigger jerks, maybe somewhere. Yeah, because <laughs> Nintendo Sega had some the company. Awful business practices back in the yeah. 80s and 90s. Did. They still do. They're just such yeah. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for Nintendo ever. Never. Never. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't need my help. Uh, but before we go into our topic for tonight, Derek, would you like to shout out our lovely patrons? Absolutely. We want to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Shout out to Daniel Salmon, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Hand Solo, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage, Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mike Eveland, and Mr. Brandon Rutledge. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions to the Nerd Cave Retro, keeping the lights on for us here at the show. And if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon, you get early access to our fun commentary tracks and we've oh. we're actually talking you know in the group chat with me jason and wally about what we can possibly do next we've done fun movies like christmas vacation clue even not so fun movies like super mario brothers and double dragon but you know the what Ewoks those are two of my cartoon. favorite <laughs> well I, I was lucky in that, that i missed out on that one yeah. so i i dodged that bullet <laughs> but we'll we'll see what we come up with next so fun you know, regardless of how good or bad the shows or movies are we have a blast doing them and we hope that you have a blast listening to them as well uh, if you want to sign up just head over to patreon.com slash retro and for new patrons send us your social media whether it's twitter facebook instagram uh, so we can give you a proper shout out on the social media machines are you a coffee lover do you sometimes need that little extra boost for some all-night gaming sessions well, you should head over to BeResCoffeeCo.com. They have so many different flavors of coffee. doesn't matter what type of coffee you like. They got you covered. Try the Good for Gaming Roast or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. Not to mention, they keep their seasonal flavors all year long, like the Fall Spice or the Sweet Tooth. They can even add flavors to your coffee. So whatever you need, head over to BeResCoffeeCo.com and use the code NCR for 10% off of your order. And tonight we will be talking about our top five beat-em-ups. And the way we like to do this is uh, we're going to go round-robin style. And uh, we'll start with you, Mr. Dunaway. Start with your number five. Um, well, actually, if we if actually usually we do some uh, runners-up, so... Uh, if okay. you'd like to start with your runners up and then do your five, you could do that. Sure, and then, uh, sure. We'll just... So add the top five. Okay, yeah. so didn't didn't make the cut. I got gotcha. you. Um, also, once I get started on my top five, do you want me to list them like this is my least favorite of the top five, and then go up to my number one and like build up, or you just yeah, just yeah. whatever. Yeah, just we, random. I mean, okay. however you want to do it, but we usually do the build up. I didn't I didn't list them in order that way, but I'll have to think about it for a minute while I mention my honorable mentions. Now, beat em ups. I realized when I started thinking about this, you sent it to me. I'm like, oh, you know, what What do I really like about beat-em-ups? And 
you know, what do I prefer a side scrolling beat em up? Do I prefer more of a fighter kind of beat em up, like a one on one beat em up? I'm like, eh, turns out I'm a side scroller, did know it. But I do want to mention a few things like early DNA stuff of these beat em ups. I can't not mention Kung Fu Master. Such oh, yeah. a great freaking game. I love that game, and it pretty much has what I love about the side scrolling beat em up. You know, this constant enemies coming, you kicking butt. There's not really much jumping or a lot of moves or power-ups or stuff that really define beat-em-ups later on. But it's, it's there. I loved it. I loved the music. I loved the vibe. Dug it a lot. Yeah, I love um, Kung Fu Master. And, and Kung Fu, the original black box game for the NES, almost made my, my runners-up list. But uh, that's actually yeah. a pretty fun game, even though it's really short. It's a very yes. fun, I think, necessary game to have in your Nintendo collection. I agree 100%. I'm going to say Castle Crashers is one of the beat-em-ups that really captured my imagination in the interim between the retro and the modern age. Uh, I played so much of that. I kind of got forgotten about beat-em-ups for a while. Mm -hmm. And when Castle Crashers came along and I started playing it, and I was like, wait, this is just a beat-em-up. I'm really having fun. And so not in my top five because I haven't went back and played it again, but it definitely uh, reinvigorated some of that. I got kind of a cheat, too. I got one cheat, and then I'll start in my top five. Mm-hmm. It's more of a fight game, and it's more 3D, and it's not side-scrolling at all. And you might not even say, it's not even really a beat-em-up. But on my Dreamcast, I had two games when I first started. It was Crazy Taxi and Dead or Alive 2. <laughs> and it was going to be one or the other, and I loved my Dreamcast. And so for like probably a good six months before I could afford another game, I played the crap out of Dead or Alive 2. And it really gave me the... It gave me a little bit of the beat up feeling. I, it's not strictly a beat em up. It's more of a fighter, but I, 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 I just love that game, and no one talks about it because mainly because it's a little bit too sexy. But yeah, that's not. I was going to say that's that's the booby game. <laughs> yeah, that's the booby butt game. It's really it's a sexy game, but it's also sexy and it's moving and game. It, I I just liked how it played. It it played really well. It's lots of I, de- I, defying of physics in that game. Absolutely. <laughs> And that may the give PC you a way clue. of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that may give you a clue into some of what I'm going to talk about beat em ups. Cause I may not, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm like, am I like uh, middle of the road? Am I picking, picking of my top five beat em ups or am I just a little bit soft when it comes to some of this stuff? Because I remember the Konami Capcom eras of great beat em ups. And I mostly stayed in the Konami area. And so I'm going to start right now. This is, uh, Battletoads is my number five. Battletoads. Akinami, Battletoads. That's what do you think? That's the dark horse, because Battletoads is is one of those games, like, the first level, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy to get through. And then it ramps up in difficulty to the point where you're just like, I cannot do this. (laughs) I just can't do this. Well, I mean, (laughs) okay, so... Battletoads, it, it just, it, it's my genesis. It's one of those times, once again, it's like, okay, how many games do I have? Every time I started a new generation console, it was always I had a few in my hands, and I played the crap out of those. Battletoads was one of those games. Plus, I mean, all the characters, the characters are named after skin conditions. And there's a lot of humor. And I feel like a good side-scrolling beat-em-up needs to have a little bit of humor. So... I'm going to go with Battletoads. In increasing difficulty, it reminded me a lot of 
some of the other games I'm going to mention just in a minute, and you'll know why. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll make more sense why I picked Battletoads. Am I okay. going too fast on these, or should I like? No, you're, you're no, no, you're good. All right, Perfect good pace. Next up, number four, Altered Beast, also for the Genesis. Not a bad uh, pick. Yep. I like it's it. Not a bad pick. It's it's it's, it's brutal. Uh, you you get to fight against Uncle Fester at the end of each uh, stage, <laughs> and he transforms into you know he transforms into uh to a beast as well as you. My and... favorite part of the game is when you swell up all muscular, but your head yes. stays small. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When you when you start when you start powering up, you power up. First of all, you gotta rise from your grave. Rise and then from you, your uh, grave. Rise from the grave, and then you come up, and then you get your power ups, and so. It's got the most basic of the DNA for me for the side scrolling beat 'em ups, uh, plus the fact that you you get to become large. First of all, one of the things I loved about these, I noticed that the larger the sprites were of the characters on screen, the more I seemed to like them. It seems like uh, I, so. The Ultra Beast has some really large sprites. I don't know if you ever yeah. looked at it and said, "Wow, that's a." Very large sprite, which is good because the sprites are very. You get to see all these muscles. This altered beast dude, <laughs> you really feel like you're doing something. You're punching things. You're really meleeing your way through this, uh, through these levels. So I, I gotta say, altered beast. What do you guys think? You get altered beast. I like altered beast. Good? I never played it yeah. as a kid until the uh, the Sega Mini came out. Okay, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I by the way, listeners. If you don't have a Sega, uh, if you don't have a, a, a Mini, it's so you need to get it. a Mini. That is like one of the best ones. Now, is it there? And they're still fairly easy to get. Mm-hmm. The uh, no. the NES Mini is probably the best out of all the Minis, but it's hard to get and it's mm-hmm. expensive. The Sega Genesis Mini, pretty abundant, and it's got a great library. And you can hack it and put more ROMs on there, which I've done. It's got a great <laughs> emulator. Uh, but Ultra Beast. Like I said, I just got much love for it. It's uh, it's 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 big. It's silly. It's just yeah, I'm just constantly punching and mashing buttons. That tickles everything. It's kind of short though. I I yeah, yeah. It's really short actually. If you're good at it, a lot of those games are short <laughs> from back in the day. I've noticed like yeah. games that yeah. felt like because I could never beat them, felt yeah. like they would just take hours and days to beat, but. Yeah. Now that I'm, I'm actually better at games now that I'm older, and can actually beat some of the games I couldn't beat as a kid, thanks to yeah. YouTube like, videos. It. But they're so short, like they really are. I think you're intimidated when you're a kid, whereas because my reflexes aren't getting faster, so it's yeah. like maybe I'm just getting a little bit less intimidated by this giant monster because that was always intimidating. I mean. Mm-hmm. I remember being, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, my character is this big, and your character is this big. I can't beat you. Uh, but that's not how it works in, in video games. And yeah, so, I, yeah. I don't know how I got better at games the older I got than when I was a kid. Right. That's all I right. did all day as a kid Ex- was play video games. You would think I would have been better than I was Ex- at these games. Experience. <laughs> experience and confidence, my friend. Yeah. Jason, you're more experienced and confident now. <laughs> also, Ultra Beast had the other thing that was... Uh, in my list of of what I look for in a beat 'em up, I like stages and I like to fight a boss at the end of each stage. Mm, That's yeah. not always true what you're doing because sometimes you're playing, you know, like we we mentioned, there's other types of beat 'em ups, but that seems to be the thing that gets me. I like to have to rescue somebody <laughs> at the end, whether it be you know whoever, 
whatever. I like for me to, you know, get to a point where I defeat all the bosses and then I get like the screen where it's like, oh, you saved me. Thank you. Yay. Me, I beat him up. Uh, number three. This is the hardest part. My top three are my top three arcade, some of my favorite games. They all happened between 1989 and 1993, uh, and they're all Konami. And it's always hard for me to pick. Um, so I'm going to slide in at number three, X-Men Arcade. Oh, Six-player, yeah. yes. beat-em-up extravaganza. I usually played as Nightcrawler. I was a big fan of the X-Men back in the day. Still am. Uh, and getting to play as Nightcrawler, one of my favorite characters, and bamfing across the screen. Yep. It was so good. And this was uh, later in the Konami beat-em-ups licensed IP games. And so uh, they, they, had like a, they had like great power-ups, and they had like special powers you could use once you build up uh, a certain amount of, of energy. You could use special powers. It's also like a saving throw almost. It's like, oh, no, I'm almost dead. You get one more. And, uh, and that game yeah. was so frenetic, too, uh, when you'd get, mm -hmm. you know, everybody gathered around playing that game, and they always right. had it cranked up to 10 in yeah, the arcade. It was, a, it was a double cabinet. If you Okay, so you had the four-player machine. This is the, this is the parts I really like about uh, beat-em-ups, the multiplayer. The other two I kind of mentioned, because those are the ones I played at home. I really dug it. I didn't play with Battletoads with anybody. Hey, nobody wanted to play Battletoads with me. It was all me. Uh, I could have. But it I was didn't. too hard. Uh, That's why. It was too hard. Not like quit, quit. I'm out. I don't know who Itch is, but I'm out. Uh, so, yeah, on the X-Men Arcade, you had, the, you had the four player, which no one wanted. But you'd have a four player you had to choose from six characters. Or you had the six player uh, where you could have six people playing all around. And that's oh, just yeah. some crazy time beat-em-ups, man. Uh and preferably, it would also have the, I don't think any of the six ones, I think all the six ones had to have the two, uh, two arcade machines together with the two monitors. I think I so. Think, and I, didn't I they have, correctly. some of them had the monitors up top, too, so that everybody yeah, yeah, so, gathered around could see what was happening, too. Right. Oh, that was some of my favorite parts. That was usually, uh, I think, maybe the distributors, the local distributors who would uh, add the extra monitors and stuff. I don't think that was distributed that way. But yeah, I'm with you. I love the arcade machines that allowed that put the extra monitors up top so you could watch because it is it's you're crowded around them it's beat them up you got your you got your couple of buttons you got your you know your, your stick and your buttons and you're slamming and nobody can see you're looking like well i want to see what this guy's doing yeah and uh, so it was always it was always good that they could see behind you but x-men localization of that thing was hilarious because <laughs> they uh i don't even know if it was a localization problem I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, Magneto was constantly yelling in that game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, most of the characters were yelling in that game. And they would say the dumbest stuff. And that made it even <laughs> more enjoyable. <laughs> so you're seeing, I, you're probably starting to, take a, uh, starting to think, oh, Brian kind of likes stupid stuff. Well, yeah, that's what I like. I just, I'm trying stuff. to remember some of the stuff that, because uh, you guys had captured... Some of the, yeah, the yeah. voice yeah. work for that that a game. X X Mag Magneto would call you. Uh, he would call you X Chicken, um, <laughs> to to insult you. X Chicken, and he would also say, uh, "What was what was the one phrase?" Uh, so these games had uh, really short sound clips, and the programmers would put those sound clips together. And there's like a couple of clips that are like 
they don't make sense at all. It's like, welcome to death. Yeah. Thank you very much. It was just like, it was, is <laughs> these, you know, put together these weird phrases. There was another uh, one where he says something weird. Like I, I have welcome the power. To death. I, I, I have the power of magnets or something like yes, that. Yes. Yes. I have the power of magnet. <laughs> I have the power of magnets, which is actually, if uh, we did a deep dive on this on the Play Retro Show, if uh, you like really deep dives into that kind of stuff, we found out where the X-Men come from. It, uh, the, this inspiration, uh, uh, some of the guys at Konami really liked the X-Men short, not the 90s short, not the 90s series, but the one that was in the late 80s. I think it was called X-Men Pride of the X-Men. Uh, it was like a 22-minute uh, standalone pilot Hmm. Uh, that really didn't lead anywhere other than to this video game. And so they kind of took that plot. And uh, so you, you, he actually says some of those dumb lines uh, in, in the uh, X-Men, Pride of the X-Men, which you can watch on YouTube. It's like 22 minutes. Uh, I, I totally recommend Wolverine is on there. I'm going to have got to watch like that because I've never seen that. Yeah, he's yeah, got I an need Australian to accent. Yeah, Derek, you got to watch. He's got an Australian <laughs> accent. It's hilarious. It is great because you know Wolverine is Canadian. So, we all know Canadians. You know they like to shl- throw yeah. shrimp on the Barbie and right you know, kangaroos but, and fosters. An yeah. Australian played him in live action. It turned out so it was almost um, like foreshadowing. That's, that's true. That's true. It's, it's like uh, yeah, life beats you know fiction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now on the uh, on the X Men, the cool thing about these beat em ups, these Konami beat ups, where you could if in some some configurations you could choose the character you were going to play, but lots of times it was set up to where you would go to the to the joystick that would be attached to the specific character. And I always liked, I said, like to do uh, Nightcrawler. There was Dazzler, Colossus, Cyclops. Cyclops is lame. Uh, <laughs> who else was there? Uh, did I say Wolverine? Maybe I need to say Wolverine twice. Storm. <laughs> Storm is a freaking beast mm-hmm. uh, in some ways because her uh, her her special ability. Of course, she just like ravages everything it's like, just clears the whole screen i think all of them all of them do do a clear screen though uh but the more people you had if at least you have four people when you're playing the x-men uh arcade beat them up you're usually doing pretty good if you're playing by yourself you're usually doing pretty poorly it's a hard game yeah it's a hard game yep. yep uh let's see okay so now number two the simpsons arcade oh, also yeah. konami yep four player beat them up this one allows you to do some things that we hadn't seen until this one, which was uh, you could you could have two characters together, like you could have uh, uh, Marge and Homer, and if you're in the right area of the screen, uh, one year you, you could pick up Marge and swing her around as a special move. So I thought, wow, man, that is cool, because this is like some level of cooperative play that I haven't seen ever in any games. I'm sure I just didn't see it, but it was really cool here. Plus, it was also a property that I loved, even though, do you guys know when the Simpsons game came out, there'd only been one season of the Simpsons and it was was going into season two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, it's amazing going back and playing that game. First of all, Smithers is the bad guy. (laughs) What a weird thing to do. Uh, Something, something about Smithers steals a diamond from Mr. Burns's uh, place or something. And, and Maggie gets involved and ends up getting the diamond. And so, our damsel in distress this time is Maggie, uh, and so we gotta get we gotta go to your little little stage bosses. I think you fight Mo in one, or it might be a, a fake Mo. I can't remember. Is it a fake Mo? I don't know. 
I can't believe they never was able to port that game to uh, make a to home a, port of that game. It just yeah, blows yeah. my mind that they never did. That game was. It would have so done popular. huge on the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm try- there is. It seemed like there was a reason why they didn't do that. There was this. This happens a lot, and usually the answer is Nintendo bought the rights and refused to let anybody else publish it. I'm not sure if that's what happened here, but I definitely know Nintendo is known to do that. They'll see an exciting property in the arcade. This is back when the arcades was big. And they would buy it just so nobody else could have it. And then they would just shelve it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Man, we got a ton of Simpsons games uh, in the NES, Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. There were were some good games here and there, but nothing like that arcade experience. That just beat-em-up arcade. uh, yeah, I love the uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto slash uh, Crazy uh, Taxi hit and hit run. And run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those were fantastic. Uh, but I'm not talking about. But you, there are some beat ups in that too. I think a little bit of beaten up. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, but the Simpsons arcade was a lot of fun. Uh, once again, four player. You'd choose your position, or you'd have a two player model of it, and I think you could choose one of the characters. And uh, you got to to you know, Marge had a vacuum cleaner she would swing. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is very effective. You wouldn't think it'd be effective. I think Homer was the closest to the true beat him up in the fact that I think he just hit with his fist. Yeah. I don't think he used much, uh, any melee weapons or anything. Uh, and who else? Bart. Bart had a skateboard. And I always forget Lisa because I always think Lisa has a saxophone, but I've retconned that in my brain. And I think she had something else. See, I could have sworn it was the saxophone too. Yeah. Was, that's what yeah, she was with. known for. Right, because and they have Bleeding Gums Murphy in the uh, in the thing, mm-hmm. and so I thought, well, they they've established that in the storyline by then, but it's not. What the crap is it? It's something weird. It's not like a cat or something. I can't recall. I have I played that not too long I'm, ago. Too. I'm looking it up. It may have been a cat. <laughs> that it may have been a familiar. cat. Right? I would love. I would love to see the cat. Look, I just don't think she would do that. She's very conscientious about that kind yeah. of stuff. But it would be hilarious. I'm though. pretty I sure it was he, the the saxophone though. I, I Lisa had a mind. jump rope. A jump, jump rope. See? Because that totally Lisa. makes sense. Yeah. Right, that's not Lisa. Lisa doesn't jump rope. Season one. What do we know about her character? Smithers a bad guy, and Lisa carries a jump rope. Why not? Anyway, I, I the beat em up part that. of it. <laughs> the beat em up part is fast, fun. There's a lot going on. All the scenery in the background is amazing. You're you're fighting through Springfield. Mm-hmm. As it was season one, uh, and yeah, I I can't I can't hardly think of a beat 'em up that I like more than that one, except for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's right, we had to get there. Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtles, in many forms, I love the original, but Turtles in Time is the is the better, larger sprites, uh, just 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 better action. Uh, I I just yeah I can't speak enough about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles enough Turtles in Time it is the best beat 'em up I can play it over and over again and I dropped in so many coins to do this uh it and was that the one with the uh I, I no they didn't have the second one was not the one with the theme song from the cartoon the first one was the theme song from the cartoon what was the second yeah um, track what was the attract mode on that one do you guys remember. I don't remember. I want to say it was like an offshoot or something. Like it's like from like one like Turtles Two movie or something. It wasn't like Go Ninja Go Ninja Go yeah. <laughs> by Vanilla Ice. It was something else. Yeah, uh, I do remember yeah. the first game had the actual uh, theme song from the cartoon. Yeah. Right. 
And un- unlike Battletoads, we got Renaissance painters in this one. It's actually and playable. Donat- <laughs> yeah, it's playable, yeah. right? <laughs> Donatello is my man. That's who I would usually play as. Oh, Donatello's always said. the best. Even in the original yeah. NES game, which everybody hates, but I love. Yeah. Donatello's the best one to play in the game. Yeah. Yeah. The NES version of the SNES, which is it? Is it on the NES or SNES? Now I'm getting confused. Uh, the Super which... Nintendo had Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. I think that's, yeah, that's that, that was the one that I really liked. That was the one I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I also had somebody at Matt from Canada sent me an SNES, and I've got uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts on there, but I need oh. to pick up the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. I got it's next. You want to talk about list. a hard game? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a, not, I don't want to beat that up at all. Yeah. Get out of here. Well, too Derek, much. Derek, would you like to do your your list now? Hope I didn't take too much time and no. talk too much. I no, apologize. no, you're no. That that's perfect. that's awesome. No, no, really good discussion. So. I, for my honorable mentions, so I, I do have to preface this with a rule that I have with these lists, and that's I, I limit my top five to one entry per franchise. So okay, I, I would have put the original TMNT arcade game, but mm-hmm. because of another game that we just talked about, which is on my list, uh, the original arcade game made it to honorable mentions. One game that I loved as a kid because I was a huge fan of the actual property. And it's interesting because uh, Brian, you and Scott were talking about this on your, your beat up episode. A lot of these games are very similar, mm-hmm. but they just have different characters and different universes. But for some reason, we all love them, even though we right. knew they were kind of the same, but it's like, okay, Simpsons beat them up. Yeah. I'll play it. Ninja turtles. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do it. So that this what made my um, honorable mentions was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Oh. There there was a a game based off the original show, mm-hmm. but then one based off the movie specifically, and that was the one that I played as a kid. I was a huge Power Rangers fan. Right. Went back and I found a copy of it when I first started collecting old retro games, and we started doing the show. And I'm like, oh, I remember this game. I remember loving it. Sat down, played it, like, oh, this is just, just okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost obnoxiously easy, but I, I liked <laughs> being in that universe. So I, I had to throw it in for the sentimental reason. Reminds yeah. me for, of, for my wrong with that. Street Fighter, yeah. the movie, the game. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, my number five is one similar to the uh, Power Rangers. Of, I was a huge Spider Man fan growing oh, yeah. up. Again, if I saw Spider-Man attached to it, I had to get my hands on it. So my number five is Spider-Man Maximum Carnage. Oh, yes. One That's of the few one. decent LGN games. Yeah. <laughs> right. I remember reading that, uh, saw that it was made by them. I'm like, ah, I can't remember if this is going to be any good, but went back and played it. It's actually not terrible. It's not yeah. the best beat em up, but I mean, you get to play as Spider-Man and you you get to be in that world and if you're a spider-man fan what more can you ask dude it's... they they totally have on the soundtrack of that game mob rules yes by black sabbath i was yeah, i was game. gonna bring that up too i'm like uh i see what i see what you're doing there spider-man <laughs> but i now, i have fun going back and playing that game yeah now i played is is, is spider-man and venom maximum carnage on the genesis the same as the one on the snes is that where you're playing uh, yeah, I, I played the SNES version, but okay, I do believe right. they're the same. Right. So there, there's this one and then a sequel to it, 
which was called Spider-Man and Venom Separation Anxiety. Okay. Which I I'd never played that one. So I, I couldn't comment on if it's any good or not. Hmm. But my number four, and people might be surprised that it's this low, but it's Final Fight. And that's because right. I was only recently introduced to it. I didn't play it when I was younger. I found a copy. I actually got a really good deal on it about three years ago. I found it at a local retro gaming store Nice, uh, and saw it. and was like, well, I've heard great things about it. Very, very solid game. I just don't have the, the sentimental value that I do for my top three, which is why it's a little bit lower. But I have no real complaints about it. Plays great. I, love the music. Yeah, it's the character design for me for Final Fight. I mean, if, if everything, yeah, it's always the character design for me. Everything in that game, from the music to the sprites, the you know the size right. of the sprites, yep. the, the way it controls, you know, and I would highly recommend getting the uh, the Capcom collection that has ah, yes. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. the arcade version of Final Fight that you can get for the Switch. Highly, highly recommend getting that. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. My number three, as we talked about before, X-Men, the arcade game. Mm, yes. I, I didn't have a ton of arcade experience as a kid because I, I lived an hour away from the closest one. So if I got to go to the arcade, it was a big deal. Right. And there were two machines that everyone crowded to. And one of them was the X-Men. And it had the six players. It had the monitor where you could watch. And you just, you'd almost be like a kid at Christmas waiting in line, you know, to get your chance to play is you know the the x-men animated series was so popular back then who didn't want to play as a, one of the x-men and fight magneto right who didn't want to play as dazzler wait a minute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not play as dazzler uh, funny enough you mentioned cyclops he was the person i was most looking forward to playing and i remember yeah. playing as him for the first time i'm like yeah he kind of sucks so i switched yeah, to wolverine yeah. and that was my go-to guy whenever i did that but it, it just did such a great job of you know, capturing the fun of that of that world it really did uh number two the simpsons arcade game oh, i i yep we're and we're not we're, we're not done <laughs> okay. we're not done but uh <laughs> yeah so uh, there was a, a movie theater about 30 minutes from where i grew up and they had three arcade cabinets and one of them was the simpsons and my friends and i would get to the theater early specifically to play that game and i always liked playing as marge because she was like the donatello yes she She had the long reach so Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. it was a no-brainer for me and i loved as you mentioned brian the the combos that you could do with homer and marge or homer and lisa and it was just something that you'd never been able to do before 
Plus, uh, it was fun to see uh, Marge get lit up, and she would have the bunny ears under her <laughs> hair and stuff. <laughs> yes. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Simpsons is uh, it's an amazing arcade game. I did find out, Jason, that it is available on Xbox Live Arcade and PS3, and I do still have my 360, so I'm like, hmm. I was in Walmart last week, and they had an, a Simpsons Arcade 1-Up in there, and it was yeah. marked down to one ninety nine. Oh, that's good. And I was like, this close. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, a, that's a replayable this. one. I a lot of the one ups. I'm like, I don't know how many times I would play this particular game, but that one's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we lived in the same area, I would say you should have texted me, and we could go have some <laughs> on it. Yeah, <laughs> that that's that's an amazing deal for a arcade yeah. one up. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, two hundred dollars for this? That's crazy. I looked it up online today, and it's going for like five hundred bucks. Man, wow. maybe I should just go buy it and go sell it yeah. on eBay. Yeah, get get yeah. 300 bucks a profit. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but my number one is actually one of the first games that I ever reviewed for the show when we started it back in 2016 is Turtles in Time. Love the original arcade game. But there's just, I mentioned this when Scott was on the show with certain games. You almost get transported back to where you were when you played these certain games and for me one of those is turtles in time because i love the teenage mutant ninja turtles growing up still have all my old toys the f- the first live action movie was the first movie i ever saw in theaters cool. huge ninja turtles fan and i could just remember almost getting lost in that game the first time i played it because the graphics still hold up it looks great like that style is timeless yeah the music is perfect I find myself on YouTube, I'll look up the the soundtrack and I'll listen to it while I'm at work because it's just so good. Yeah. But th- there's nothing quite like getting friends together and playing that game, whether it's Agreed. was in the arcade or on the Super Nintendo. It's just a perfect multiplayer game and the perfect side scroller beat them up to me. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I And I never got in an argument over who I was going to play as, even though if I couldn't get Donatello, I wasn't heartbroken. Yeah. I was still going to have fun. It was always a good time. Cause yeah. they're all good. They all have yeah. their yeah. strengths. Yeah. Uh, and for my list, uh, my runners up, I have three on my runners up list and we've talked about all three of these, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. X-Men, the arcade game, of course. Um, yeah. If yeah. Wolverine mm-hmm. was taken, my go-to was always Colossus. Um, yes. still love Colossus to this day. I, he still hasn't been, I, I love Colossus and um was it Deadpool 2 that yep. Colossus was in? Uh, yeah. yeah. Finally got represented on screen because I've always loved Colossus. Um, I loved him in the comic books. He's hard to represent in film. Yeah, but they did a great job in Deadpool yeah. 2. Yeah. And uh of course the Simpsons. Um Simpsons is still one of the best arcade experiences you could ever have. So yes. when that game first came out, it was you couldn't get near the machine. I mean, you mm-hmm. were lucky if you if you got to actually play it when you got to the to the arcade because there were so many people gathered around that machine. Um, and then of course uh, Turtles in Time, which yeah. is you know awesome game Ninja Turtles can't go wrong. Now you got me fascinated. Now you got five slots you got to fill. 
And here none we... of them contained those three. Yes. So here we go. <laughs> At the number five spot on the PS4, I played Streets of Rage 4. Holy yeah, that crap. That is a fantastic game. What yeah. a great game that is. Yeah. If you have not played it, what are you doing with your life? Go pick up this game right now. It is so wonderful. It is a wonderful, wonderful game to play. I can't say enough good things about it. Just go it's play the top it. At, it's top out of all the Streets of Rage, for sure. It's, it's the yeah. best one out of all of those. It yeah. like takes everything that you love about that genre and just takes uh, like that silliness that the beat em ups mm-hmm. are and just cranks it up to 11 with uh you know current gen graphics and it's just it it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh number it's 4 pick. this one's a dark horse because it doesn't hold up well. Battletoads 2? No. <laughs> <laughs> Double Dragon for the NES. Oh. Yeah. I just have so much nostalgia for this game. It's I can still remember. Um, and me, you, me, and you, Brian, we're roughly the same age. I'm going to be 45 in a few weeks. And uh, right, speak for yourself. I'm still 34. Yeah. No, you, that's about right. You got it. Was uh, yeah. was Double Dragon a huge deal when you were a kid? When Absolutely. it came out, absolutely. Double Dragon was a was a very important deal. But once again, like I said. I stayed for some reason in the Konami area, and as well, you know, I am not a Nintendo apologist. I did not even have an original NES on the first go around. I didn't really? get one until later. I was a Sega Genesis mm. kid, uh, and before then, it was a Master System. That's right. I was Sega <laughs> all the way, and before then, uh, you know, it was. I, I just never really got into the NES craze. I don't know what happened. I don't know how I missed it. So, yeah, there you are. Still, but Double Dragon, totally aware about it. I mean, it was just when that game came out, it was all my friends could talk about. It's all we could talk about. We, you know, just even to this day, seeing yeah. that box, that cover art, that red box with Double Dragon and then the two dudes, you know, like looking like, yeah. you know, Predator, like just <laughs> big ass arms and just like. It's- it, see, that was always, I always felt like that from Nintendo. I would always see the, I felt the same way about Atari. Nintendo would show you one thing, and it's like, look at these bad dudes. Yeah. Bad dudes, by the way. <laughs> Two. Uh, but then you would go to play it, and it's like, where are these little guys? They're little, they're little muscly, little small guys, and kind of cartoony. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was always a disconnect for me. But it's, well, once again, I thought it was fun. I did get to play it at a couple of friends' house, but the problem was, of course, they were all obsessed with it, and I would come over to play, and I would feel like a goober, and my I would only, just go, okay, this isn't fun for me. My <laughs> only problem with the game to this day is that it, it's very slow. It's not fast-paced yeah. at yeah. all. Like, it is, it's a very clunky game. The controllers are a little clunky. I wish it was more fast-paced, but I just, the nostalgia just wins for this game, yeah. and that's why it's in my top five. And you're and you're not alone, man. There's going to be so many people that are going to agree with you 100%. Double Dragon all the way. Uh, for my number three spot is, of course, t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. The actual yeah, the first arcade one. game. Uh, not the arcade game for the NES, which it, it's okay. Right. But it does not hold up as well to this day. Uh, I think the very first Ninja Turtles game for the NES holds up way better than the arcade oh, game does for the NES. But as far as the actual arcade game, 
it doesn't get any more nostalgic and better than the original Ninja Turtles right. game. Right. All the way back to 89. Yeah. Do it. I went to... You got to uh, save April O'Neil. Her building is on fire. Yeah. I mean, I went to the <laughs> skating rink a few years ago, and I hadn't been to the skating rink since I was, like, you know, in middle school. And yeah. I walked into the uh, skating rink, and I hear it. Cowabunga! And I'm like, holy shit, that thing's still here? It yeah. was like yeah. 30, 25 years later, that machine is still there. And I sat and played it for like an hour just because that game's just so good. Yeah, the attract mode on that thing is way better than the than the next one. But it is, uh, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you also had a skating rink with like a little mini arcade <laughs> uh, because I used to play Dragon's Lair oh, yeah. uh, at ours. That yep. was the big one at ours was uh, plopping 50 cents at a time in that quarter eater. I always wanted to play Dragon's Lair, but I just couldn't bring myself to drop 50 cents into yeah. it. Because you know, I, like, I was not good at it, so I would immediately die. Yep. Like three seconds yeah. after plopping in fifty cents, I'm like, I got like eight seconds into this game, and I'm now I'm out fifty cents. Is is boy, the only person getting beat him up in that is you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like watching people play it, but as yeah. far as you know, playing it now, nah. nah. good. I do have a sad story about Ninja Turtles the arcade game, though. Around the time that this game came out, um, I remember my mom and dad were going to the mall for something. And I had like $20 that I had saved from like uh, doing chores or whatever. And I was going to take that $20 and go to the arcade and just have myself a good old time. We get to the mall and my parents go shopping and I say, hey, I'm going to the arcade. Come, This was back in, I mean, this is like 1989. So <clears throat> no cell phones. I tell my right. parents, just come get me when you're done. I'll be in the arcade. So they go do their shopping. I go to the arcade. I get in there, I walk up to the quarter machine, and I'm about to have me a good couple of hours of arcade play. And I reach to my back pocket, and my wallet is not there. Oh, I left no. my wallet at home. <laughs> so yes. I had to walk around the arcade for about two hours just listening to Ninja Turtles beckon me, and I had I've been no there. money. I've been there. I've I've actually had to walk around the arcade and gone. I have no money. I guess I will play a uh, uh, retro Twitch, where I will watch other people yeah. play and have a good time. And I'll stand there and make funny commentary. And it wasn't and like I could go through. find my parents because like they're somewhere in the mall. I don't know where they are, right. and I'm supposed to stay put in the arcade. Yeah. So yeah. I couldn't you leave. You can't call them. You can't yeah. call them on their cell phone because you don't have a cell phone. Yeah. And nobody has a cell phone. Doesn't so, yeah, exist. What do you do? Yeah. What's a cell phone? So that's yeah. so what you do is you go sucked. to the mall, you go to the mall office and you go, oh, yeah. um, can you page my parents for me? <laughs> I could have done that, an embarrassment, but yeah. I was not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You left your wallet at home. I mean, come on. Yeah. When it, the day I was supposed to have the best arcade experience of my life, I left my wallet right. at home. That's, that's, that's life. Uh, number two is something that I reviewed very early on in this, uh, this the show was Batman Returns ah, for the that's a great Super one. Nintendo. Yep. What a great! All it is is a final fight reskin with uh, as yeah. Batman is all it. But is. it works. Yeah. It's so good. I'm a sucker for IP, right? So yeah, I'm down with it. And if good gameplay and IP, if you're looking for a great Batman game, I mean the original Batman game for 
Um, the, the NES is still a great game, holds up to this day, but the Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo still hands down like one of the best beat-em-ups you can get for that yeah. system. And then my number one is, of course, Final Fight. The yeah, arcade version, the Super Nintendo, any version I could get my hands on of that game right. is great. Right. Everything about that game is great. Yeah, you got to mm-hmm. do it, right? That's yep. where you. That's where you got to live. And I'm glad. I'm glad we got some uh, Capcom love in this list. I was kind of worried. I was like, "Oh no, I've I've picked my Konami, and now we're gonna die by it." It was a Konami <laughs> fest. It was a Konami <laughs> fest for a minute there, but then it got it changed. It changed over to Capcom. That's I generally find that's how it is. Uh, usually, people are either gonna be uh, kind of in one camp. Or the other. I'm not saying that it does a crossover because I have a huge appreciation for a lot of the Capcom games, but usually is is pick a lane. And uh, my Capcom, Konami, Capcom was such a seal of quality, you know. Yeah. Even to this day, Capcom still makes great games. But uh, even back then, the 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 fighting games, like the the Marvel versus Capcom game, is great. You know. Yes. Street Fighter is great. I mean, all those games are great. Uh, and Final Fight is definitely one of those. Uh, to, I, it just brings me joy to play that game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And um, I love all the. Before... I just like I I like beat 'em ups, man. Yeah, That's what I like to do. No, they're fun. They're so fun. And yeah. uh, of Button course, mashers. we had some of our listeners uh, throw in their top five lists over the last week or so. Um, put the call out on our Discord and our Patreon for people to give us their top five lists. And uh, Brian, do you have time to stick around for a few more minutes? Do it. Yeah, yeah. I go. I can go a couple more minutes. Yeah, it's only uh ten oh nine here on the east coast of America. All right. Here we go. We have Mister Axeblade 7 who says, uh, "Here are a few of my faves: TMNT Arcade, X Men Arcade, mm-hmm. Final Fight, Streets of Rage, and Double Dragon." And he pretty much oh. just copied my list. <laughs> what a nice, what a nice bag. Yeah, they covered a little bit of everything there. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Mr. P. Cola Asian, a.k.a. Brandon Rutledge. Uh, here is the list from yours truly, the Emerald Coast fact checker, Brandon Rutledge. Sit tight for a bunch of honorable mentions. Of course, his honorable mentions are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade version, Final Fight, Streets of Rage 2, which Streets of Rage 2 is a great game. Yes. Uh, Die Hard Arcade. I never played Die Hard in the arcade. I didn't either. I, I, I did not play the arcade. I did emulate it a while back. And it was all right. Same for the uh, Alien Predator that I never played in the arcade, oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. played it recently. Yeah. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, oh, Castle Crashers, Captain America, and the Avengers, which I'm going to review soon. Uh, yes. Zo- Zombie Revenge and Three Dirty Dwarves. I've never <laughs> heard of that. I'm intrigued, I, though. Yeah. I've heard of that one. Uh, oh, what did I hear about that? Because I it, it also piqued my interest when it's like what that's a weird title, but <laughs> that uh, that Captain America game, uh, yeah, I couldn't find the joy in it, so I'm I'm glad somebody did. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said, I'm gonna review that soon because it's always kind of intrigued right. me, but I've never I don't think I've it's ever a, played it. It's a weird it's a weird one for me, but yeah, I I'm glad somebody likes it. I'm glad people like it. Uh, and like for his America. his top five, he's got number five, Double Dragon Two: The Revenge. Number four, mm-hmm. The Bouncer. Never heard of The Bouncer. Ah, the Bouncer. That sounds familiar. 
but Anybody everything sounds familiar. Heard of the bouncer? The age. <laughs> uh, number three, The Simpsons. Number two, X Men, and number one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Four, oh. Turtles in Time. Yeah, the bouncer, a PS2 game. I do have vague memories of this. I do not have any memory of that. Yeah, I've never, never heard of it. Yeah, that's because it's uh, it's listed as forgotten games. Yeah, everybody <laughs> of forgot course. Uh, Armez Jackson, who says this was a tough list for me because it's my second favorite genre in gaming. Uh, number five, Golden Axe, the arcade. You know, that almost ended up in my honorable mentions. My, mine as well. Uh, I just had to pare it down, and unfortunately, I didn't make it. Yeah, I, I reviewed that uh, not too long ago here on the show, the uh, the Genesis version. and uh, no, just, uh, It's always, for me, it's always, yeah, the Genesis version. Yeah. Just the best one. <laughs> uh, let's see, number two, or number four, Streets of Rage 2, which... Yeah. Like I said, that's another great Streets of Rage game, which was, it's basically just a final fight with their answer to right. final fight. And uh, they actually did a really good job with Streets of Rage. Uh, Double Dragon 2 for the NES, which of course I do think Double Dragon 2 is the better game, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have the nostalgia factor that uh, the original Double Dragon has for me. Uh, TMNT, the arcade, and then number one, Final Fight Arcade. Final Fight's landing a lot on these lists. Yeah, yeah. tonight, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of love it's, for that it's game. Fight, it's fighting its way back to the top. You yeah, know, beating old Hagger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Hagger, yeah, yeah. I still want them to make a movie with Hagger and Cody and Guy. I think it would be great. I always think I do, and then it happens, and then I'm sorry I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Tyler Watson, one of our good friends over here at the show, uh, coming in at the wire here. He sent this today. Here's my top five list. Uh, number five, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith for the Game Boy Advance. He Interesting. says, I, I know what you're thinking, but just go with me on this. I was skeptical, skeptical about it at first, too, but it's a great game. You pick from either Obi-Wan or Anakin and play three events of the movie, fighting through waves of battle droids. It actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I never played this. I, I, I know of it. I remember it coming out, but... I just never played it. I never heard of this. I I shy away from Star Wars games a lot to the, to my detriment. But I kind of I usually win because most of them suck, <laughs> and only a few of them are cool. So once once everybody else you know once the dust clears, I'm like okay. You know, for play retro, you guys should really cover the Super Star Wars games for. Oh yeah, yeah. The 16 bit yeah. era because those games. I actually, it, yeah. I'd actually thought about it this past week because we were discussing what we were going to do for the next episode, and I was actually thinking that we might do a Star Wars theme. Uh, we mostly stick and play retro. We mostly stick to 8- and 16-bit era. We do get into the 32-bit a little bit, but not very far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Star- it's, it's coming. We, we got to get there. Uh, number four, the Punisher arcade game. Uh, he yes. says, one of the best Marvel arcade games that you don't hear much about. You play as the Punisher and or Nick Fury to take yes. down the Kingpin. Uh, said he once had a birthday at a local arcade uh, as a kid, and they gave everyone a bunch of free tokens to play with. My stepbrother and I used a number of ours to beat it. That's that's a good memory right there. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I think the problem with the Punisher is it just didn't have the saturation in the market because I've, I've heard several yeah. people say that that's one of their favorite beat-em-ups. But usually people go, oh, I never played that one. 
And so and I see, I remember matter. the Punisher game for the Nintendo, and it was uh, sort yeah. of a weird kind of first-person shooter, but it wasn't a light gun right. game. Mmm, <laughs> light guns. We're going to talk about that on Play Retro one day. I can guarantee it. I'd like to go back and try it, because you actually use the controller to move the reticle around the screen. And I remember oh. actually liking it as a kid, Yeah, but I don't know how well it holds up. I I was playing uh, Virtua Cop on my Sega Saturn. Happy birthday. Uh, and <laughs> Happy this afternoon. Birthday. And it had that little, you, you did it with the control. You know, you, you moved it around. And it put the little crosshairs on it. And I was yeah. like, yeah, this is kind of not going to be fun. But then they found a way to make it fun. Because whenever you would, uh, whenever a bad guy would show up, instead of it always staying static, it would kind of zoom in on the guy. So you have a little better chance of, uh, of hitting him. Not have to. You know, and, this, and the and the cursor moved pretty fast. That's the good thing. Suck. If you're gonna do that, at least have the reticle move fast and not yeah. be like, eh, yeah. Eh, yeah, or move too fast. Yeah, <laughs> gotta, good, gotta find that. On it. Gotta find that sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, number three, Final Fight Arcade. What more could be said about this game that hasn't already been said? We've said a lot tonight. Uh, still mm-hmm. one of the highest heights of the genre. Steer clear of SNES version, and it's always a good time. Now, I'm going to have to say nay, nay, sir, because the SNES version, even though they didn't have Guy and it's it's very hard, I still love that version of the game because it was one yeah. of the very first Super Nintendo games I ever had. Yeah. But no Guy, once again, like you said, no Guy. They did add Come him on. in later, so you can get the version with Guy. Uh, like number said, two, of course, X-Men, the arcade, always one of the loudest games in the arcade. Yes. It made sure you knew it was there in that attract mode, and it's still a great game. Nightcrawler was always my go-to character. Love Nightcrawler. He bounces around the screen like you wouldn't believe. It's not realistic because Nightcrawler doesn't exactly zip around the screen and clear everything off. He's more he's, he's a bamf. You know, he does yeah. bamfs here, bamfs there. But it was still a pretty cool. He's that good uh, secondary cool character you need. Like if yeah. you're gonna have, you know, your Colossus is kind of like your tank. You want to have yeah. your your good melee character, like uh, yeah, like yeah. him that can Tassler. bamf around all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got poor Cyclops in the back just sucking. Uh, right. <laughs> what What was bad was Dazzler wasn't like really huge, and when I was reading or watching the cartoon and suddenly you're like looking at Dazzler in the X-Men arcade and you're like, where'd you come from Dazzler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she was pretty effective as a character though. But I like that part. Yeah. The storm was bad. A eh? she just, she mm-hmm. just tore it up. Uh, and his number one is TMNT turtles and time for the super Nintendo. One of the games where he enjoyed the sequel more than the original the game is yes. just 10 kinds of fun and favorite of his wife and his to play together. And it has some of the best music in any game. Loves to jam out to Sewer Surfing and always plays yes. his favorite turtle, Donatello. Sewer Surfing, man. Yeah. Sewer Surfing. Those are fun yeah. levels. Uh, and his honorable mentions are Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Streets of Rage 2, Sunset Riders. I forgot about Sunset uh, yeah. Riders. Yeah, Sunset Riders. Me too. Very yeah. close to it's, it's like beat em up adjacent. This is one of the ones I actually picked when we were doing our, um, our Play Retro Show version. And it technically. Is kind of a shooter, but it yeah. plays way more like a beat 'em up. Yeah, it's a weird game, but it yeah, it's worth playing because it is kind yeah, of that yeah. weird hybrid. 
Um, and then Dungeons and Dragons Chronicles of Mistara. I've never. I'm that. glad somebody mentioned that one. I didn't have a lot of experience with it, but I do know a lot of people who love that one. What so. was that for? Uh, which system was that on? Um, I can't remember. I can't recall. That's a good question. Uh, probably not the Genesis. And uh, the King of Dragons is his last one. I do not remember King of, King of Dragons. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Is that a Japanese import, maybe? I don't know. Somebody's laughing Let's us right see. now going, don't you guys know? <laughs> you guys <Please>. are idiots. <laughs> you guys are morons. Shadow over Mysteria was an arcade game, so it was just arcade yep. reason why I didn't remember. So, oh, yeah, Capcom, okay. of course. Capcom. Yeah, I completely forgot about Sunset Riders. That's that's That should have that's been a somewhere. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and Brian, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, thank awesome. you so much. Well, of course, of course, I would do it anytime, Jason and Derek. Yeah. Thank you guys for letting me hang out and, uh, you know, give my opinions. And we'll have to have you back I, again. Of which I have many. And uh, next time, we'll let you pick what the uh, the top five is going to be. Oh, no. I'll let you <laughs> pick because that's more fun for me. Okay. I, that's one of the things I love about Play Retro. I, even though I do pick it lots of times, I don't care what the subject is. I actually like it when people pick something that I'm not super familiar with at the beginning. And then by the time I get through, yeah. I'm a freaking expert because I spend, oh my God, <laughs> so many hours reading interviews with developers mm -hmm. and reading history stuff. Got a real passion for this thing right now. That's why Let's we love I... doing this show is getting to play yeah. all the stuff that we never got to play or things that we always wanted to and just never got to and, and now that this stuff is readily available to us why yeah. not go back yep. and play all those things we never got to play yeah the circle around back around to what we were talking about at the top of the show that's the reason why that's one thing i had to decide is is a plan i had to say okay am i a, am i a completist collector and i'm like no i'm not i needed to decide that because there is a part of me that says oh man i missed out Fear of missing out, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I want to play every Nintendo game, and I want to play every Sega game, and I want to play all of it. And I'm like, mm, do you really? There's a lot of crap. It's got <laughs> a lot very, of crap out there. It's gotten very hard to collect for the Nintendo and Super Nintendo last yeah. few yeah. years. I mean, it's gotten to the point where I just don't find loose carts out in the wild no. anymore. No. Uh, yeah, and that's and part of the problem is that people uh, are becoming serious collectors and yeah. there's actually a lawsuit going on right now with one of the companies that with does in the last couple of years especially uh they started grading mm -hmm. uh games and stuff like okay we're grading but not on the quality of the play but on the quality of the collection that you put in a plastic box that no one touches yep bump that i want to play a game give me that cart so stick it in my machine we actually should cover that derek uh we haven't talked about that yet the lawsuit going on against wada right now yeah because of all the horrible things they're doing to the collector market right now because of speculation yeah. Yeah. and all that it's bad it's so very bad right yeah. now and uh, now is not a good time to be a collector because you are going to it overpay is. for everything <laughs> it really is it's not a good time to be somebody like, like you said looking for just single loose carts yeah. because i'm not i i like cib i like having complete inbox but if I could just get the game. I'm really just looking for the experience. Yeah. And uh, I like to keep things in good shape. So, you know, I'm a Me good, I'm a, I'm a good person for, you know, making sure it doesn't get destroyed, but I'm also not going to 
worship it and put it in a plastic case and stick it on my wall and go, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I know I that captured feeling. It. Yeah. Um, but before we go tonight, I do want to tell everybody that we are moving the live show next week starting. Um, what is that date, Eric? May 16th. May 16th. We're going to be moving the show to uh, Monday nights at 6 p.m. Central. Uh, 6 p.m. Central for Nerd Cave Retro, 7.30 for Open Micers, and then Derek will be doing feature presentation at 8 p.m. And these are all Monday nights, so your Monday nights are covered from now on. Mondays. I haven't come up with a name for it yet, but it's going to be our version of the old uh, Disney Channel afternoon time block. Yeah, it's like... If you uh, remember that from the 90s. Of course. Like Manic Monday or something. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'll come up with something. But yeah, um, Derek loves Mondays. Yeah, Brian, <laughs> where can everybody find you on the interwebs? Hey, you can catch me on Twitter at the Brian Dunaway, or you can catch me on Twitch. I'm usually at one of the two places. It is just the oh no no sorry, it's just Brian Dunaway on Twitch. See, even I forget <laughs> how it is. Uh, we also have a great Discord server. Uh, if you're ever on the Twitch channel, we. we blasted out constantly in the chat room we have a great community uh, a couple of hundred people in there uh and it's just it's always a good time we like to talk about everything we like to talk about movies old movies new movies crappy movies good movies we talk about video games retro video games hardware because i have i'm a man of many interests jason <laughs> many interests and film sack and so, is still yeah. one of my favorite uh all-time oh, favorite Love podcast it. you guys are, are this yeah. What, like 600 episodes at this point? Uh, I think we're almost at 600. We've been doing it around 11 or 12 years. We're doing Zathura. If you don't know what Film Sack is, it is where we look back at movies uh, from usually days gone by to see if it holds up. And we make commentary and the funny, we hope. Yes. It's we hope. so good. Go follow all those oh, shows. You. And uh, Derek, what is going on with feature presentation? Feature presentation returns this upcoming Monday, as we mentioned, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time will be on YouTube. We'll be live every Monday night, so be sure to subscribe uh, on YouTube. The audio version will be out uh, Tuesday morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And also be sure to follow the show at Feature Pres Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And on the Open Micers podcast, which is at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram, last week we talked to Robbie Hennig and Jesse McCann of the Old Rob podcast, which is one of the funniest podcasts you will ever hear in your life. And then this week we got coming up, uh, will be released Friday morning, is with Mr. Brian Ibbett from Coverville and, of course, the Morning Stream and uh, also Film Sack. So go check that show out and then go follow everything over at Frog Pants and Brian Dunaway and Scott Johnson. Go listen to Play Retro Show. It is so good. I love that show so much. Film Sack, Morning Stream, where you get to hear Brian Dunaway do uh, his little uh, game show segments. uh, Yeah, we do do the morning half-asses where we have (laughs) uh, answers. We have three answers that are correct and three answers are wrong. Me and Scott compete. And then uh, hopefully our listeners get to win uh, some prizes like Steam Game Codes and sometimes physical merchandise as well. But uh, we do that on Mondays and Wednesdays. Don't forget the Tadpooly Feud as well. 
Tadpooly feud is on Wednesdays. We t- we we poll the Tadpool, which is our large community or larger community, and uh, they always come up with great things like their favorite Baskin Robbins flavors ice cream, <laughs> which I failed at entirely because we don't have a Baskin Robbins. Whatever. I don't think I've ever. I'm not eaten bitter. Baskin Robbins, even though it's my namesake. But oh well. yeah, it's 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 good. It's fine. But I don't know any of the flavors, so I, you'll see, I lost. Well, go check all that stuff out. And uh, Brian, thank you again for hanging out with us. And we're going to go ahead and get out of here. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at Facebook, facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. And, of course, Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro, at jfunktastic, at Derek underscore diamond, and, of course, at the Brian Dunaway. Go check out our merch ncrmerch.com we got shirts hats bags all kind of stuff over there ncrmerch.com patreon patreon.com slash retro was little as a dollar a month get you all those extra episodes and if you can't do that i understand times are tough go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are sold so derek please tell them what it's all about leroy drinkers Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.